Vanessa Martinez, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. I'm joined by my friend Jackie. Say hi. Yes. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. I love the show. <laughs> and I'm Vanessa. I'm the newbie. I have never seen Friends, um, and I'm pretty excited to be where we are because we are pretty much more than halfway through the series. More than halfway, or we're halfway through the series, I guess we could say. I don't know about oh, yeah. more than halfway. Not more, but halfway. Halfway. So cool. So we're on the 100 and I can't even say this, 101st episode <laughs> of the the, the series, and it's called The One Where Phoebe Hates PBS, which premiered on October 15th, 1998, with 24.1 million viewers. Jackie, tell us what happens. Yeah, so Ross tries to make up with Emily on one big condition that Ross actually considers, and the fate of the relationship is decided. Joey thinks he's hosting telephone on PBS and also points out there's no selfless good deed, so Phoebe goes on a mission to prove him wrong. <laughs> so you want to start with the PBS stuff? Yeah, so let's start there. I personally always watched PBS when I was younger. My favorite shows yeah. were Arthur and The Puzzle Place. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, it's great Joey's doing a telethon on PBS, but Phoebe hates PBS. I know. I absolutely yeah. hate PBS. And she would be the one who would, like, love PBS. But I didn't watch PBS a lot when I was younger. I, didn't, I don't feel like I watched Sesame Street or anything like that. But the reason why she hates it is because she says when her um, mother died, like, she sent a letter to them, and then she just, she got a keychain back, and at that time, she was like, I was homeless living in a box, I didn't have any keys, because, like, she said that they were so nice to me when I was young, because she would watch Sesame Street or something, but, you know, when she just got the keychain, she was, like, disappointed in them, so therefore, she hates them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a sucky thing, because especially when they're kids, you know, you have to cater to all the kids, so there, it's like, I don't know, when you ask Santa for a gift, and you don't get it, but sometimes it happens, I guess. Yeah. And it's it's also funny in this episode that Phoebe finds out Santa doesn't yes. exist. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just flicked my hair. Um, yes, I was going to say that. I was like, she is in her 20s, and she doesn't know that Santa doesn't exist. But again, because Phoebe is in her own ethereal world that she didn't realize it, you know, but it is funny, too, that, like, Joey. So it's weird that like she kind of has all these percep or perceptions of these things, Santa Claus, PBS, and that there's no selfless good deed because Joey points that out saying that you can't have a good deed. Every good deed that you do makes you feel good. So there's no selfless good deed. And I thought, oh, that's true. It's true. So Phoebe goes on a mission to try to find one. First, she lets it be Stinger. And then she actually donates to PBS. And it actually gets Joey on TV. So now it ruins the whole thing because she feels good about Joey getting on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was funny, too, just because you see kind of like how childish she kind of still is. Yes. And also with the whole bee sting, you know, she finds out bees die. Yeah. You know, she that was a fail on that. And I actually looked at that whole bee thing. Um, and mm -hmm. so it's actually, let's, let's talk about this for a little bit, which I thought okay. was interesting. I started like researching like if bees really die. And it's true because when they try to pull out the singer, uh, this is according to PBS actually, news uh -huh. <laughs> um, they yeah. say, and I quote, um, when, as a bee tries to pull out the singer, it ruptures its lower abdomen, leaving the oh. singer embedded, pulling out inside a string of digestive materials, muscles, glands, and a venom sac. 
and that results in just a big hole in their abdomen so they can't live without it so they die oh it's like they're bleeding to death that's what pbs is saying it's pretty sad so anyways so it's a a tragic death that they that they have to you know that it happens but i like the whole I like the whole thing, the, the Phoebe storyline, and also um, Joey trying to get on TV. You know, he thinks he's going to be the host of this event. But yeah. then when he gets there, he finds out he's just going to be answering phones. And he's yeah. not going to be in front of the camera. He's just off to the side. Yeah, I know, right? And then he's all dressed in a tux and looks so nice. And then, and then um, he gets there, and then Gary Collins is actually the host. So Gary Collins, I didn't know who he was until I researched who he was. Because when I was watching this, I'm like, I don't know. Because he's an older man, and mm-hmm. we're a little too young for that. Uh, this is where Jason would come in and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but Gary Collins is actually an accomplished actor in daytime and movie roles. He's won a daytime Emmy. He also had his own show called Our Magazine from 1980 to 1989. And he also co-hosted the home show from 1989 to 1994. So he's an accredited host and that's what I was thinking I was like you can't just have some actor be a host because we've seen that in our line of work we've seen actors try to be hosts and you know I've seen working with them that it's a little unnatural like being a host is a whole different talent than acting so I don't think Joey would have been a good fit anyways so they you know obviously had Gary Collins who his has his own talk shows and all that good stuff so I think that's obviously the logical choice but Joey was Dr. Drake or Maury. Like, nobody knows that he was Dr. Yeah, yeah. Drake or Maury. I thought that was funny that he tried to swing that by saying, you know, he's he's a known actor. This should yeah. He should be the host. I so know. I thought, I thought that was funny. I also thought it was hilarious when he, um, you know, fights with a guy to try to be on TV, another person answering the phones. And as the host is actually doing his job, you see them in the background, like fighting it out and they actually yeah. get down to the floor. So I thought that was pretty funny as well. Yes. Yes. Like the, it's, it's that old school comedy that, you know, that something's going on in the background while your attention mm-hmm. is, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that was good too. It was funny. Yeah. I liked that whole thing too. Um, another thing in this episode that happened was um, the whole Emily and Ross, you know, situation emily finally talks to ross after ross is trying to get a hold of her for so long um and it's it's you know emily says she misses him too and so Mm -hmm. she wants him to move to london but he can't go without ben yeah and so she says okay i'll go but under one condition and that condition is that he cuts off his friendship with rachel Yes, I know. And I think it's so it's very selfish of her to do that. But I also kind of see that like, that is something that she would be like, it's your it's, it's your husband, it's your wife, you know, but in it, it's such a tough decision for Ross, I don't envy him in this, but it's, it's selfish in Emily's sense. But then it's then you're like, but wait, you kind of see that because she's an outsider coming in. And if you know, you don't want you want to be respectful to your spouse you know, and, and, yeah. and do that. So I, I don't envy his decision. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Cause I agree with you. It's like, they've been friends forever, but he also did say her name at mm-hmm. a wedding. And I think yeah. if he didn't do that, things would be different. They wouldn't have to mm-hmm. give up friendships. They would ha- be happily married. You know, none of this of course wouldn't happen when, and it did. And so yeah. this condition is, it's hurtful for Ross, but like you said, he has to, you know, make his, wife happy or his spouse happy yeah yeah and what does he eventually decide and with the help of Rachel too so actually so he actually makes two decisions when he's 
you know, trying to talk to his friends about it, they still don't know. And they're like us. We're like, oh, this, I don't envy this decision. They like advise him like, but it's your spouse or it's your wife. But Rachel's your like best, one of your best friends. And then Rachel is the one who actually tells Ross, hey, you should do whatever she needs you to do. And so he does. So yeah, so then Rachel gives him the advice and then he makes that decision. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. And Rachel doesn't know what the condition is. She just knows that it's bothering Ross a lot. So she Mm -hmm. that's when she offers him the advice. So yeah, it's kind of nice in a way to see Rachel, you know, pushing for the relationship, even though she kind of did tell him how she felt about him even though yeah. it was a joke per se but mm-hmm. it's nice to see that she's still rooting for her friend in the marriage yeah and supporting him and it shows you where their friendship is too that they've moved past like all that other stuff we were on a break and everything else like she doesn't hold any ill will towards him she just wants him to be happy so yeah. that's good yeah I, I liked it too um so let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about monica and rachel Um, Rachel finds out she is dating someone from work. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. And one thing I really liked also about this episode was how Chandler walks into his part his apartment and catches the ducks watching the cook the cooking channel. Yes, and they're cooking duck. <laughs> and Chandler says, I told you not to watch the cooking channel. Like, you know, know. It's a, a kid watching a bad TV show, which in this case it was an animal watching a horrible TV show. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I thought that was really sweet. And he, the way he runs and turns it off, this is very animated of, you know, Matthew Perry to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then also when that scene happened, you see on the Magna Doodle that Evil Joy was written on the what oh, yeah. on the board and that's in reference to what Phoebe described Joey as after he told her that Santa Claus doesn't exist yeah you know because it's an evil thing to do <laughs> evil thing to do to a believer <laughs> yes <laughs> but another thing that um happened in this episode was Rachel walks in and she sees Monica you know getting ready for you know, something. So, yeah, <laughs> something, you know, to happen. And Monica has to play it off. And so she tells Rachel that she's dating a waiter from her work. Yes. Yes. It's like a secret boyfriend. And then we find out later that Monica actually told Rachel it's the best sex she's ever had. And then unknowingly, because Rachel doesn't know it's actually Chandler, she brings it up in conversation while Chandler's in that conversation. Chandler gets all excited really the best sex would you say this boyfriend is even better than Richard and then like it puts Monica in a situation kind of like I guess so and it's just it was just silly and he I don't like Chandler the way he reacts I think he's way too cocky about it uh-huh. and so he throws it in her face and then he gets on table and does his weird dance and I like that Monica puts him in check later so. yeah I love that too um 
And, but it's so sweet because Chandler also tells Monica he's only the best because she made him the best. Yes. So that's the point where he turns because he gets all cocky and he gets all like up on the table. And then when she actually talks to him about it, she mocks him for that dance, which I thought was so good too. Yeah. And did you, did you hear that Janice reference when he was like, oh my God. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh yes. 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 That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he apologizes and that's when he says, you know, you, you make me the best. And so, yeah. And I mean, it was a weird position for Monica to be in because she was be basically asking, um, she was basically being asked to compare Chandler and Richard, you know, yeah. two, I'm sure two different experiences. Yeah. You know? And so it's kind of an uncomfortable situation. It is uncomfortable. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like she put him, he he put her in an uncomfortable situation, unknowingly, you know, to Rachel. But yeah, it was Yeah. Weird. But, you know, they always have these nice, they always have these things like it's something and then they kind of come back to each other and the way that they talk it out is always so sweet. And you see how the relationship, you know, kind of like complements each other. Yeah. So this episode, I feel like it, it, didn't progress things a lot like it did the last episode in season mm -hmm. three um it yeah. was more of like a stagnant episode because you know a lot of these storylines were just one and done kind of yeah. deal except yeah. for the monica or the monica and chandler storyline i am that i'm sure will continue on and i'm really yeah. excited and anxious like every time i'm watching these episodes i'm like is this going to be the episode where you know the whole group finds out like oh, i want to know the one of the best episodes ever <laughs> the one where everybody finds out i can't wait for you to see it because yeah. it's so funny i have that i have one of the quotes i have a t-shirt with one of the quotes and i'm gonna wear it when we do that episode <laughs> you have to yeah so i just like keep waiting to find out when mm -hmm. it's gonna happen and Where everything like happen. that because it's so funny because you just feel you just think it's gonna happen and then it doesn't happen yeah but also i think because they're they're letting us into the relationship and seeing how it's building because again the last episode they decided they weren't just hooking up but they really care about each other yeah and then this episode you're seeing that it's like okay they're having great sex and their reason why is because they really care about each other so they need to get us invested into this relationship so they're having all these little instances until then so yeah. that's what they're going to keep doing to build it up and that's what you're waiting for and the writers are doing a great job of great it job. good job angry. out of taste good job out of taste <laughs> so yes it was good yeah so um did you have a favorite line my favorite was when phoebe realizes that her donation to pbs gets joey on tv and it makes her feel good <laughs> mine um was when joey fights with the other person answering the phones at the telethon because you, you just oh, yeah. even go on it and then they just end up being on the floor <laughs> yeah yeah so before we wrap this up um we actually have a couple of instagram followers and messages from them so we're going to read them off um to everyone Okay, so the first one is from Candice Ibarra. She says, you guys, in one of the previous episodes that we did, she said, you guys didn't mention Jennifer Aniston's flash dance um, in We're the Millers on the last podcast episode. It totally ties in with her removing her bra at that episode. Oh, I didn't know. See, I've never seen We're the Millers. No, I haven't either. So well, we learned to see you every day. Thank you, Candice. Thank you, Candice. Another message comes from Kayla Jones. She um, is talking about our recap of season four, episode 21, the one where the invitation is out, uh, our recap episode. She, you know how we talk about where the apartment is actually at? Yes. She says the apartment is at the corner of Bedford and Grove. So I can't really remember what we said um, in that episode. I just remember us bringing it up saying 
one said one thing, but we see something else. Oh, okay. So, so maybe maybe the address, maybe it's not Bedford, maybe it's Grove. Yeah. And that's the address that they had on the invitation. Yeah. Uh, so so our final comment, this uh, message is from Paul Newman. He says, I really... He says, I'm really enjoying your podcast. I was listening to another podcast and the biggest issue with that one was they spent too much time talking about themselves and not about the episode. I appreciate that your podcasts are shorter and more succinct and detailed in regards to friends. Your podcast, not podcast. And then um, he says, I think you should uh, video record your podcast and then upload them on YouTube. Well, <laughs> yes, very soon. Very soon. Yeah. We're going to be on the KTLA Plus app. And so it's going to launch in March and then it'll start with season one. So you'll be able to actually like um, view these episodes and they're going to drop daily. So, Paul, you're going to be actually seeing our faces soon on the KTLA <laughs> Plus app. So even though you hear us on audio, you can see what we look like. <laughs> yes. So that wraps it up. Um, if you guys like this, podcast subscribe download leave nice comments and five star ratings yes oh and the next episode too we actually see joey or uh, chandler and monica's relationship keep going and they're going on a trip together so we'll see how that goes too yeah and feel free to drop us some more messages where can yes. they do that jackie friends with friends podcast on instagram <laughs> until next time bye